Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast as usual. I'm your host at NFL on the Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers. That's if Twitter lasts. Um, but listen lads, um, the podcast, this one is again the draft. So if you're listening in, uh, this is we're fully into the draft coverage now. Last week was the offense. This week uh, we're going to hit on defense just before the draft I guess. Because we're on the run in now lads, so there's loads of innuendo, there's loads of stories um, sort of zinging around. Last week was offense, this week is defense. Wednesday is going to be special teams and kind of final thoughts. And do you know what? what these podcasts are my favorite on the run up to stuff like this because I, I really don't see this type of product um, out there from from anyone else. And to have the two draft gurus, Packers draft gurus at that is fantastic. Peter, you did a 307 page draft guide, which is free on UKPackers.co.uk. And of course, follow uh, at the underscore IT underscore hedgehog. Um, and you can see all of your great draft coverage and you're in the Facebook group and all that kind of stuff doing it. Pete, I want to pose the first question to you before we get into defense and stuff. So both of you lads on did the offense as I said last week. Has anything changed, Pete? Any rumors, innuendo stuff that's come in? Anyone necking bongs, Pete, to make them drop down or rise up through the ranks? Maybe maybe necking bongs makes you rise up these days. I don't know what it's like in the in the liberal uh, world. But um any big shocks out there that we need to be aware of? Any injuries? Stuff like that. I don't think I don't think there's any big shocks out there. I mean I mean um Bucky Bucky Brooks from the NFL network tweeted at some point during the week saying that you know he'd been talking to a number of NFL teams and basically telling everybody to throw away their mock drafts because there's going to be some surprises in essence was the essence of his of his tweet which you know that would imply that there's at least one guy if not a couple of guys in that top 10 that most of us may not be thinking maybe in the top 10 or it could be as simple as you know four quarterbacks go with the first five picks or that kind of thing i think the, i think the one person that appears to be moving um is hendon hooker the quarterback from tennessee that we talked about last week yeah. seems to be moving up i think he's probably still the fifth quarterback but i think it appears to be that four quarterbacks will go early and therefore the fifth guy will go earlier than we probably expected so i, I would now expect hendon hooker's going to go in the first round to one of those teams maybe in the middle or around 20 that that wants a quarterback that they're prepared to sit for a year. So maybe a Minnesota Vikings, that kind of team. Um, but yeah, that's the one name that I'm kind of hearing is moving up boards right now. Um, and, and I guess conversely, and we'll get onto this guy anyway in a little while, would be Jalen Carter of Georgia, defensive lineman. And, and the question marks around his off the field stuff. And is he falling? Is he not falling? Hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting about pizza, is, isn't it, Andy? That um, you know, when you guys are looking at the draft and digging into it and sort of looking at all these players, and you're looking at the strategy and what the like we said last week, for instance, you were sort of saying sixty forty, weren't you, between offense and then the defensive players? But Andy, we saw Gudekun's famous runaway draft with you know, where he goes for love and then it all seems to seemingly kind of he's reaching for players. I think you definitely thought that at the time. That could happen again, couldn't it, Andy? If, if, I mean, all these quarterbacks are going first and then people try to leapfrog each other to get Hendon Hooker because they think he's not going to be around then because there's a run on a position. It can go sideways very quickly, Andy, can't it? 
Yeah. Well, you, you could say he would do anything for love, but he won't do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I heard that in melody form in my head. Then. <laughs> I think all the inflated opinions of the QBs that's currently circling around the NFL is a good thing. Um, I'm all for it because it means that there'll be players dropping, um, you know, potentially to the Packers. Yeah. And that's a good thing for me. We're not in the, the QB market up top, are we? I don't think so. If there are QBs getting throwing up the draft boards of teams and that's a good thing for us certainly in the first five because that'll be a uh, that'll mean that some of the more ex-starred players will be will be available for us without having to trade up so um, I'm all for that and if Hendon Hooker gets into the the latter rounds of the first round as is being mooted it again provides opportunity for us doesn't it so yeah good 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 yeah, because yeah, it just, again, like we can only look back as far as the Aaron Rodgers drop and sort of, you know, people were amazed how that happened. And it was literally just based on the team's need. So if they're going after who they need, then they leave someone that you might want to pick up. And like you lads alluded to, you know, if they have three people that are still on the board uh, when they go to pick, well, then maybe it's worth sort of trading way to pick and trading down. But like conversely said, if someone drops that really shouldn't be there, you know, Jackson, Smith and Jigba, for instance, uh, well, then it's sort of excellent value. Let me stay with you, Andy. So when it comes to this, then when it comes to strategy and all that kind of stuff, um, are we saying offense in the first round typically or as we're just about to get on and talk about defense, is there a defensive player at any position that you would say he's the star if you can get him at 15, get him? Um, I, th- I haven't moved a lot away from Pete's theory last week that JSN's probably the one at 15 that we would pick um, if we stand pat. I still think the trade with the Jets will go ahead this week. I know there's a you know very different opinions on that, but I still think we'll be in the realms of two second round picks for a second and a third or something along those lines. So I think that's still to add to the mix. But I would be JSN or move back. I I like the cornerbacks. I'm sure we'll come on to that. I like the cornerbacks a lot, but there's a lot of the cornerbacks that I do like. So whether we need to take them up pick 15 is a is an open discussion <clears throat> i'm not overly enamored with any of the d-line or edge rushers enough that i would spend my pick 15 i am probably in the camp of jsn or trade back right now yeah that's where i'm at peter is there any defensive player for you that you've just sort of fell in love with because we all know you're part you're actually the ceo of the jsn fan club uh, but <laughs> apart from that is there any sort of defensive player that you think Maybe even a sleeper pick, uh, Pete, in the sense, because look, we, we look at the likes of Kenny Clark and when he was selected, people were like, what is he doing? And then it turned out fantastic player. Um, so is there anyone on the defense like that that you look at and go, you know, people are not talking about it, but they should? I don't think so, so much. I think it's a difficult situation for the Packers picking 15 because you're trying to guess who those first 14 picks are. Yeah. You know, if, if if one of the guys that we have in our, in our top 10... Um, were to somehow drop to to 15 then then absolutely yes um but there isn't a guy that that leaps off the board at me that i think is going to be there when the packer when the packers pick that say i've got to have this guy in front in front of jsn and i i'm i'm in the same camp as andy that the positions that the packers probably would look to on defense corner edge they need a lot of help at safety, but that's a different conversation. We'll come to that in a while. But corner, corner and edge, there's lots of those guys, and there typically always is. So, you know, you could trade down and still get, you know, a really good player at either of those positions without having to spend pick 15 on one, you know, unless one of the really top guys drops. But 
you know, the guy that you pick at 15 is probably not going to be much different from the from the corner that you would get at 22, for example. Mm. Um, so, so, so I absolutely could see trade down territory there. So look, I think it's a good place to start then. If if the needs are um, edge and cornerbacks, and I know Andy, you want to sort of um, wax lyrical about some of the cornerbacks that have really tickled your fancy. Um, but let's stick with edge rushers, Pete. Then, if we may. So again, looking at the strategy of the Packers need a guy like this. Can you sort of give us sort of a flavor of what is the class like this year coming out? What round do you think the Packers will be likely picking an edge in if it comes to it? And what name should we be looking out for? Yeah, so so I I I could easily see the Packers picking an edge guy in the in the first couple of rounds. And and and, and the and the reason for that is is um if you look at the Packers roster right now with um you know Preston Smith and Rashan Gary, well we know Rashan Gary's gonna miss an amount of time, probably a significant amount of time as he recovers from his ACL injury. I think that puts pressure on the Packers roster at, at, that, at that spot. Um, so, th- so the top two guys, um, Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson, are gonna long, long since gone by the time the Packers pick, right? So they're going in the, in the top five, probably, right? One of them may even go as high as number two. One may go number three. They're, they're that sort of level of players in this in this draft and then behind those guys you've got a group of guys where there's not that much to choose between them um so you've got lucas van ness of iowa miles um, murphy of clemson and nolan smith of georgia i guess is the fifth edge guy now for me nolan smith doesn't fit the packers profile of, a, of, a, of an edge guy right he's small Really fast. He ran ridiculous time at the combine, like four three nine or some ridiculous time for an edge guy at the combine. But but he's six two and two thirty something pounds. Yeah. You know, and and the Packers have been used to having the Rashan Garys and the Preston Smiths at two hundred and seventy or two hundred and seventy five pound edge guys. So for me, Nolan Smith probably wouldn't be a Packers type pick. Lucas Van Ness or Miles Murphy certainly could be um packers pick in the fir- in the first round if they if they go that way like i say i wouldn't go that way because i think this i think this the edge class is deep enough for you to get a really good player either by trading down or by coming back to that position in the in the second round or even or even the third round and what about you and the edge rusher yeah, a bit like Peter, really. Um, <clears throat> I think it used to be the kids' cartoon, Hong Kong Fu, wasn't it? Where they used to say, could it be Miles Murphy or Lucas Van Ness? Could, <laughs> could be. Um, I, I, I don't think... <laughs> um, Nolan Smith and Will McDonald, for me, I eliminated on the size. They're just not the pack of types, are they? Yeah. Uh, I think Tyree Wilson will be gone. <clears throat> I think round two does present... Um, another three could be um, in Foskey, uh, Zach Harrison and Keon White. I think they're all potential options in round two. After that, I was looking down at the latter rounds, to be honest, um, people based on sort of physical attributes. Um, and I had three guys looking at sort of round five and six, potentially, which was Isaiah Maguire, the guy from Missouri, um, Tavius Robinson from Ole Miss, and then another unpronounceable name, uh, Kenna Enechukuu from Rice. Those were the three um, guys that I was more interested in because, like Peter alludes to, I don't think 
Murphy and Van Ness yet have the X factor to say to me that I would take them over and above other positions of need. Um, I think you're getting just as much value with the likes of Foskey, Zach Harrison or Keon White, potentially sort of round two. Mm. Um, that's where my head's at. I just don't see enough star quality in those three. Potential, yes, but I think we're in a position where we need potentially help now. Um, and if you think about where, I don't know, Clay Matthews was, for example, when we traded up to get him back in the day, you saw some raw pass rushing devilment and I just don't see that in those guys so that's where my head's at with the with edge rusher yeah and you wanted to talk about cornerback Andy so I guess look let's uh let's stick with you and just go cornerbacks um on this one is this a deep class is this someone that you can like would it be worth a punt in the first round or is there loads of second third fourth round guys I think if we eradicated history and took all away or the fact that we've taken cornerback on far too many occasions in round one, it would absolutely be. I think, you know, Witherspoon, Gonzalez, Ringo from Georgia, I really like. I really like Cam Smith from South Carolina. Even some of the guys that are probably rated just below um, the premium picks and the likes of Rush, Deontay Banks from Maryland, Forbes, they've all got really intriguing qualities to me. So I think it's a really deep and talented group. Joey Porter, I haven't even mentioned there. Um, there's a whole host of people that are going to be available on the, on the sort of top tier, if you like. So um, an elite group for me and one that will be um, remembered for years to come, I think. So now whether or not we're in a position to sort of go that, that way, uh, I'm not quite sure. So again, I was looking towards the end of the draft Um I was looking at guys like Terrell Smith from Minnesota, uh, Darrell Luter from South Alabama, and then the guy alluded to there, Darius Rush from South Carolina. All, I would imagine, would be available from rounds four onwards. So, um, yeah, we might be looking on in envy rather than wishing that they're going to be a packer. I don't know why you feel, Peter, but that's where my head's at. Yeah, so 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 I mean, it's come to a, it's a bit of a trend now in recent years that the edge that we've just talked about and corner tend to be deep, and it is again this year and I, I think as many as 17 corners could go in the first two days so in the first wow. three the first three rounds yeah. um and it's it's strong at the top with the two guys that Andy mentioned Christian Gonzalez and Devon Witherspoon but it continues to be strong as you keep going through the draft and um you know I like some of the names that Andy's mentioned you know towards the end of the first round if you were to trade down Deontay Banks Cam Smith I like Kaylee Ringo as well. Ringo's an interesting player because he could be a safety, at, safety at, yeah. At, yeah. At, 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 at the next level. So, so Ringo is another guy that ran a ridiculous time um, at the combine, four point three something, and he's also one of the youngest players in the draft, and that kind of fits, you know, the Packers' uh, recent trends, if you like, early early in the draft. Um, they've taken a liking to Georgia as well, haven't they? Plays, plays for Georgia. So, yeah. so, so I think I think Ringo's definitely in play for the Packers, but he's not in play at pick fifteen. So, yeah. he's, so he's a guy that, you know, if you're picking at twenty-five or thirty, that's where he fits. So, if one of those guys is your guy, again, you're in you're in trade down territory. But but I also think that if you stand pat, you can get one of these guys in in round two. Some of the names that Andy's Andy's mentioned, and again in round three. Uh, Darius Rush, for example, of South Carolina that Andy mentioned was on our watch list. I I really like. He may sneak into round three. He may be there at the beginning of you know day three in round four. Uh, but but a re- but a really a really good player. So this is a tremendously deep 
group of corners all the way through from the top of the draft to round to round seven. So I think you're going to get a good player if you pick one anywhere. And any outliers in this? Because I know, I mean, I have very few when it comes to the draft sort of claims to fame, but one of them was Kevin King, who started off great. Uh, just for his height measurements and stuff like that, is there a guy who's exceptionally tall, exceptionally small, or as you mentioned, the the quickness and the speed and stuff like that that we could, you know, pick up in the later rounds to be excited about? So, so the guy who's a really good player is, is Travius Hodges Tomlinson out of TCU. Right, so he won the Jim Thorpe Award, which is awarded to the best defensive back in college. He won that this past year. Um, he's a really good player. He's 5'9". Right, so he doesn't fit, certainly doesn't fit the Packers mould, and he won't fit a lot of teams' moulds for for a corner. You know, And I don't think the Packers have probably picked a 5'9 corner, probably since Terrell Buckley, Andy. That's probably as long as, long ago no, as that. No, I think the Packers are very strict around corners. Well, they have yeah. been since the Gudekunst took over. Um, I don't think, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there's been a cornerback drafted that's under nine on the RAS score. So no. that that does eliminate a number of people. Or you're going to be very close to the nine anyway. Even the likes of Kadar Holman and you know Josh Jackson were over nine, weren't they? So I think my gut feeling is it's going to be in and around the nine score on the RAS for them to be even considered. And there's a lot of them. <laughs> there's a lot yeah. of them. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think that Hodges Thomas is going to be a nice player in in the NFL, but he's going to struggle because of that height thing. And he just doesn't fit for the Packers, which means they'll obviously take him now that we've said that. But, <laughs> um, Science. He, he's, yeah. he's, he's the small guy, if you like, that jumps out because he's had a really successful college career. Like I say, won the Thorpe Award this past year. And he's just a, he's an exciting, you know, he's an exciting football player. Um, just a guy that will turn up somewhere and will do a job for a team. But, it, uh, but I don't think it will be the Packers. And again, not to sort of stick in the same position, but certainly edge rusher and cornerback is, is areas of need. Andy, any sort of um, cheeky one for you that you look at and go, look, no one's talking about him. But if we were to sort of pick him in the later rounds, he might turn out to be a, a very nice player. Yeah, I like Terrell Smith from Minnesota. Mm. And, and the other guy I mentioned there is Terrell Luter from South Alabama. Those are the two. I think me and Pete both like Darius Rush. Um, from South Carolina, um, but that's three guys from probably you're going to be looking at day three. Um, whether Rush gets that far down, I'm not quite sure, um, but certainly with a glut of talent at the top end of the draft, those are three interesting names to keep an eye on. And 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 Rush and Rush is a guy that's you know that's kind of six to two hundred pounds, ran four three six in, at the combine, so he kind of fits all of that, you know, Packers perceived mould for 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 corners and is. Is a damn good football player that makes plays, and you know if you if you can get him in round three, round four, very not very nice pick, and and I, and I think that part of the Packers' decision around corner is going to be what do they do at the safety position, right? Yeah. So so if um, Russell Douglas is staying at corner, which is the indications thus far have been that, but in private, who knows? If he's staying at corner, then they're not likely to go corner as early as they otherwise would if Russell Douglas is going to safety then they're more likely to pick a corner yeah yeah we, we need to get that little sort of triangle sorted out though don't we I think that I think we all agree that Douglas is not the same player in the slot he's not a slot corner is he yeah. um you know Eric Stokes we're not quite sure where he's going to be at from an injury standpoint um so we've still got a number of holes in safety we we have no idea whatsoever do we so 
um, yeah, there's a lot, lot to figure out on the back end. Yeah, and and and, and I think that's why Kaylee Ringo is in play for the Packers if they trade down in the first round because, um, you know, he's a starter at corner for 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 Georgia, super speedy guy, young guy, but looks like he has safety potential, and you know that's going to be a guy that they'd get into camp and 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 work him at corner, work him a bit at safety, and work out where his best position in the pros would be. Um, so, so I think that gives you a couple of options with one player if 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 they went if they went that route. I was going to say, Peter, are you confirming there that you're taking Ringo over Mingo? Then is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on who the better drummer is. But oh, come here, uh, Pete, can you walk us through that then? Uh, just when it comes to cornerback and safety, and when you're looking at these attributes of these guys in college, what lends itself then to you say? Saying that you know he's a cornerback, but they can put him into safety. What what attributes are you looking for there? So 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 one of the, so 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 one of the things you're looking for is so so speed's a thing that we tend to look at for well for every position, but particularly wide receivers and corners, right? And and Ringo has that straight line speed, right? So you immediately think that sounds like a good corner. He can cover guys deep, et cetera, et cetera. His problem is more around the underneath stuff, right? And, and receivers and receivers that run that run good routes, good routes. Um, he doesn't his his ability to break and stay with receivers as they run those routes isn't as good as some of the other corners in this draft. Mm. But what he is good at when that happens is closing on the football and making the tackle, knocking the ball away. So he's one of those guys that, despite having great speed. He appears to be better when the play's in front of him. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the key things for safety, obviously. You know, the play's happening in front of you. And, and Ringo appears to be better in that kind of situation where he can break on the football, et cetera, et cetera. So that's just, that's just the thing with, with, with that safety corner thing is, do they look better when the play's in front of them? Um, and can they stay with receivers, you know, running the intermediate or under no, underneath routes or the receivers getting separation on them, those good route, route runners? And I think that's the case with Ringo. Yeah, it's a weird one as well, Andy, isn't it? That you'll have players who will say, no, I'm a corner. That's my best position. The team will say, no, we're plugging you into safety anyway, a la Demarius Randall. And, you know, they sort of flip flop between the two. And in this class, Andy, if I'm right, you're not too uh, fond of the safety class this year. So do you think the best chance for the Packers to get some form of good safety is to get a cornerback and convert him? What do you think of the safeties this year? No, I, I totally agree with everything Peter describes there. I think the, the only thing to add to that would be a willingness to tackle. Mm. Um, yep. I think we've seen with Darnell Savage that there's a an element there that he's got all the athletic attributes, hasn't he? Um, and we were all very high on him when we drafted him, but that that willingness to to put your body on the line has to be there. Uh, and that needs to be supported by the right side and athletic makeup, I guess. So, um, yes, is the answer to the question. I think that the likes of um, you know, Ringo, I think, uh, potentially are the solution in this draft rather than drafted a straight out safety. I, uh, um, there'll be a number of names that are that are bounced around, aren't there? But I'm not enamoured with, with any of them, particularly at the top of the board anyway. So I'd be much more inclined to look for internal solutions or look for cornerbacks that potentially you'd want to move to safety. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's, there's a lot of quarterbacks I really like um, size-wise. You know, if if, we, if it's a hybrid role even, I'd, I'd be quite cool with that. I think there's a lot more talent in the cornerback room than there is in the safety camp. Yeah, because Peter, like, again, your draft guide, can't say enough uh, good things about it, really thorough. And you do this thing at the start of every position where you'll give your blurb, you'll give where they were selected in the first round, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but then you list the players and show what round that they're projected to go in. And you look at the cornerbacks, and as you said, it's super deep. But now looking at the draft guide here, all 307 pages of it on page 261 is the safeties, <laughs> right? Uh, and you're looking at it here. And I mean, the undrafted free agents come in. You said that there could be the first two days of cornerbacks, 17 drafted. Yep. Whereas you reach sort of, you know, position 20 on your list here and you're getting into the undrafted territory territory for safeties. Um, so would you sum that up the same as Andy? Kind of there isn't a lot going on with safeties in this round. Yeah, and... Yeah, it's a difficult one. I mean, I think that ideally, if you if you want to get a safety out of this draft, you're picking him in the in the in the middle rounds, maybe from round three onwards, right? That's where you're going to get the best value at safeties, right? The number one guy, Brian Branch, is a, is an interesting guy because he's listed as a safety, but played probably eighty five percent of his um, snaps at Alabama as a slot corner. Um, so people picking, you know, people that want a safety in the first round, Brian Branch is a question mark because he's not played a true safety role very much. That's crazy. Right. So we're talking, we're talking about, um, you know, a guy that, you know, in your safety role, you're talking, you know, either a cover one free safety or, 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 you know, guys that can play deep in cover two, um, Brian Branch doesn't have a huge amount of experience doing that so and that's your number one safety and probably the only one that would go in 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 the first round now that's not to say that he can't do it but then you start to look at his athletic ability is he the athlete for example that Kaylee Ringo is and the answer is no he isn't right so Kaylee Ringo is a 4-3-6-40 guy whatever his number was or Brian Branch is a 4-5-40 guy so just using that as an example, Kaylee Ringo's a better athlete. Now, Branch is a great tackler. He's a good a good cover guy, short and un, short and underneath. He he can he can do all that stuff. Will will play the run, right? So it's, so he's got some of those attributes that you would want from from a safety. He just doesn't have the experience, you know that 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 safety role at Alabama, what they call a star position, is 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 as much a slot corner as it is anything else. Yeah. Um, and so that's the question mark for me. So, you know, we had him on our secondary Packers watch list. Um, I I wouldn't pick him right at, fif- at 15 for the for the for the Packers. But that's not to say the Packers won't pick him. Um, I, 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 I wouldn't do it because I don't think that's the right value. And I think there's there's other positions of need. But that's why I had him in that secondary list because I wouldn't rule it out altogether. All but it, but but it's not for it's not for me. It's I would strange, rather go. Very strange prospect, Peter, isn't he? If if he doesn't have that experience, how come there's such a hullabaloo about him then that people are so high on him? So he's a, he's a good player, Steve. He's he's a good player, and and the second the second safety in the in this draft probably Antonio Johnson's at Texas A and M is not too dissimilar as well, and so. 
So, you know, a lot of it is that, that in this day and age, you know, teams are playing three wide receivers and lots of teams look for a safety that doesn't have to come off the field on on third down and can go up and cover the slot receiver and all of that kind of thing. So he he, he absolutely has those skills. And like, like I say, he plays the run, plays the run well. Um, is a good is a good tackler. Is is strong, makes plays from the position that he's that he's played. So 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 he is a playmaker. You know, there's a lot going for him. He just doesn't have, you know, you're not you're not picking a girl a guy that's well. In some of the some of the safeties we've seen in recent drafts, you know, I've been out and out safeties. Mm. Um, right now, I'm not sure what Brian Branch is at the next level. But that's that's just me. And Andy, do you think we go safety at all then in this, or, or are we talking about these sort of um, like what Peter was saying? Some lad you can drop, you know, I don't know against the run, and some guy who's a, a good tackler. Is it all special teams? These guys are going to have to prove themselves on. Yeah, I'm nervous about safeties from Alabama per se. I think um, <laughs> maybe some historic scar in there for me. Um, so I'm 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 a bit lukewarm on on both the guys really, Jordan Battle and and Branch. I think they're good players. I really do. I don't think they're. I think they'll have successful NFL careers, as will Antonio Johnson, I think. But um, the the likes of Brown, Skinner, Jamie Robinson, Chris Smith, I'm just not hiring them as a group of people. And that's why I think to your question, why is why is Branch being talked about as a first round? It's because of the dearth of talent below on the yeah, board. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think if you're trying to fill a need and safety's a need, then that's why he's sort of by almost default, he's got to the got to the top. He's a, he's a good player, but he plays that star position and, that's the whether Daniel Savage comparisons come in for me. Um, I suppose we, we don't know what we've got yeah. there, do we? So, um, I, I was a, a no to all really. Um, I was looking later around. I think it's a bigger need than that, but I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of the cornerback crop. I think that's potentially where the solution lies, um, for, for a variety of reasons. Um, if I was going to go at the back end of the draft, I had three guys, um, that'll be. Little known to many. Um, I, I like, in order of preference, probably Jatavius Martin from Illinois um, was an intriguing prospect to me. Um, Daniel Scott from California. Um, and then Quindell Johnson from Memphis. It was less athletically gifted in terms of his RAS, but I, I quite like what I saw on tape from him. So three guys at the bottom end of probably day three um, who I'd be intrigued to see. Um, all with special teams potential as well, which is probably going to be high on the Packers' priority list as well. Uh, yeah, I, I, like, I like those names. And I, I think what makes this this position so difficult is for the Packers, this is a real p- position of need. You know, they've lost yeah. Adrian Amos. Andy's described where we are with Savage. After that, you know, I know, I know you know, Rudy Ford made some nice plays last year, but but the, but the drop-off is big for the Packers. Um, so it is it is a position of, of need. It's just unfortunate that the... In a in a year of great need for the Packers, this this on paper at least right now isn't the greatest group of safeties that we've had cu- coming out. It's certainly not as as you described, Steve. It's certainly not as deep as we've seen previously. Um, but I like the names that Andy's Andy's pulled out. I'd throw another name in there, um, and this is a guy that trying to get film on this guy has been quite difficult. So so I've so I've 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 seen him. Um, I've not seen as much of him as I would like, but I've seen him in the All-Star games as well. And his name is Marty Mapu of Sacramento State. Yeah. Right. So he's a late he's a late round guy, um, but was really good at the collegiate bowl and was really good at the senior bowl. 
Um, bizarrely, didn't get an invite to the combine, which was very, very bizarre. But that's the name I would add to the three that that, that Andy put on there. Um, I, I guess the question mark, if you like, over Mapu is is that he's kind of that safety linebacker hybrid guy. So it's not so much a question mark as he'd need to fit him with the right system. Lads, I'm just trying to verify live on the podcast if it's true, but apparently Rogers has been traded to the Jets. Ooh, you hit it here first. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if 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 that's the case, we we need to need to check that out. If that's the case, so 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 what we've got is a double first here. We've got Rogers traded live on the podcast if it's if it has happened, mm-hmm. and secondly, we must be. The only draft podcast that mentioned Hong Kong Fui. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's not you just on the bedpost here. Right, do you, he's ready. Um, this is coming from Adam Schefter. It's a verified account, so you know he has at least eight quid in the bank, right? So here's the trade compensation per sources. The Jets get Aaron Rodgers, pick number 15, a 2023 fifth rounder, which is number 170. Um, the Packers get pick number 13, a 2023 GSM. second round pick, which is number 42, a six round pick, which is 207, and then a conditional 2024 second round pick that becomes a first if Rogers plays 65% of the plays. But Stephen, hold on. We were told by all the national press that negotiations had only kick started again today. We were told that. Well, we were told that. Some go. people may have said that the deal was already in place <laughs> over the weekend. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing, those those media sources. So what do you think of that? Jets get 15, we get 13. They get a fifth-round pick. We get a... We... Uh, the well, number 42. Ohio. Yeah. Well... So, so, so the, so the Packers thing. get a second-rounder this year. Yep. And a second-rounder... A conditional second-rounder next year that could become a first-rounder. Yeah, if he plays yeah. 65% of the players yeah. and doesn't go, money! Um, uh, and, the, and the Packers also get a... Did you say a fifth-rounder? Uh, Jets the get that. sixth the Jet, round, the yeah, and the Jets get the fifth rounder. Yeah, so the Packers get a sixth as well, and the Jets get a fifth rounder. So, so, so I, I think that. So we're so, picking it forty-two, aren't we, in the second round as well? So we get hmm. thirteen, forty-two, the original second round we've already got. Yeah. So 45. yeah, that's yeah, yeah, and then we get a conditional pick next year. And then a swap of a five and a six. I think he's done well there. I think he's, I think I think he's done extremely well. Yeah. Um, so 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 for me, I never thought that. And, and okay, it's 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 conditional, but it, but you have to imagine that Rogers is likely to pay, play sixty five percent of the snaps mm. next next year, barring injury or or you know the Jets falling behind early in a lots of games or you know getting ahead early in lots of games. Sixty five percent is not a huge amount of. A percentage that means that that 2024 pick becomes a first rounder hmm. i think that's what you're saying steve and yeah. and that being the case i think the packers have done extremely well at that because i never imagined that the packers would get anywhere near a first rounder for him so they've moved up two positions this year they've got a yeah. second round pick they've swapped Crucial. their fifth for their sixth and they've potentially got that first rounder which is which is highly likely yeah good day to the officer, i think right? it's crucial because it puts us in front of new england who hmm. i think was the most obvious landing spot for JSN for me. That that's how I see it. Yeah, and that, that you know that certainly puts JSN in play, or another or another player that 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 you know we don't know who they they really they really want. So there may be another guy 
by there. Uh, the other thing, of course, what it does is it, it now means if you wanted to hop to, let's say, pick 10, mm. because your guy is there at pick 10, the hop isn't as big yeah. to get from 13 to 10 as it was from 15 to 10. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's... I think the Packers have done, like I say, I think they've done better than I, I would have expected, to be honest. I, mean, I was I was in the region of a... Of a second rounder this year and a, and a couple of conditional third rounders, one next year and one the following year. Um, and I thought that next year's conditional third rounder would increase based on number of snaps and maybe if, if Rogers, you know, led the, the Jets to the playoffs or to the Super Bowl. Mm. But I think to get that condition based on 65% of snaps, if that turns out to be the case, I think I think they've done well. Yeah. You know, Great news, I think. I think it's superb. Yeah, makes the draft a whole lot more interesting, Peter, doesn't it? It, it does. Yeah. There it you does. go. They've heard. They literally heard it here first. We, <laughs> I mean, I, do you know what, lads? Screw the rest of it. Let me just edit this and get it out. Uh, let's, let's, be, <laughs> let's be the first. The first to do it. But um, look, let's um, let's do the honourable thing and uh, let's run through quickly uh, the linebackers and the D line. Um, I guess let's let's hit the interior D. Uh, why not? Uh, let's keep it sexy. Um, Peter, interior <laughs> D. Um, is there anything here that the Packers go for? Is it a deep? This is get the, the innuendo bingo people are playing at home. I mean, they're hit. We're hitting all the bases, if you will. Again, there's no room for you. <laughs> so, um, so, what are we What are we looking at here, Pete? I mean, again, this is a, this is an interesting position for the Packers because because it's actually quite difficult to work out whether this is a position of need or not. And, and and that's partly based on the on a, on a couple of things, right? So so one is, does Devonte Wyatt become the first round pick everybody hoped he would be when they took him last year? Um, and obviously, we're hoping we're hoping we're hoping that he does. And and the other thing to bear in mind for the Packers is that they play a lot of two down linemen. So although they're nominally a three four team, they they play a lot with just two down linemen. So you know Kenny Clark and 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 Devonte Wyatt hopefully. Mm. Now, the Packers have lost Jaron Reed, who was a solid player last year, and they've lost Dean Lowry. So, so, so there's not a lot of lot of depth there. T.J. Slayton gives them depth at the nose spot, but there's not huge amounts of depth there. But I don't think it's a position that the Packers are going to be looking for, um, you know, in the first round, for example, having you know, with 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 Clark and Wyatt there, they've got two first round picks on the line. I can see them going for a guy second, third, fourth, fourth round because I think they probably need a, one more guy for that for that for that rotation. Um, I think possibly Keanu Benton is in play, so he's a Wisconsin guy. Um, so, so so that will appeal to to Badgers fans. I think Keanu Benton is possibly in play for the Packers in round two or three he's i think like 63 or 64 on our board so he kind of falls between those packers picks in the second round and the third round but he's in play i think for the packers on the defensive line you know there's there's an interesting guy from bowling green um carl brooks who was another guy that wasn't invited to to the to the combine he's a kind of day early day three type guy he could be in play um, for the Packers, and I'm sure that Andy's got got a couple of names, but I, I I would be shocked if the Packers went there in the first round, no matter who was who was there. Um, you know, Jalen Carter is the number one guy at this position in this draft, and although he's had some off the field 
issues and some teams will be concerned about that. He isn't falling to the Packers at 15. Um, and, and for me, that means um, the Packers are going in a different direction and maybe coming back to this spot, this, this spot two or three rounds later, or, or possibly as high as the second round, as I say, with Keanu Benton, if, if that's a guy that they like. Andy, anybody intrigue you? It seems certainly an awful lot deeper than when we look at the likes of the safeties and stuff like that. There seems to be an awful lot of talent there on the board. Um, on Pete's draft guide, you know, we get to number 26 before we start getting into the undrafted free agency guy. Anybody tickle your fancy on D-line? Big style, yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of talent, but I don't necessarily think they all fit the Packers' mould and what they're looking for. Um, I think there's a a high probability we draft one of two people on the D-line in the hot spot that Peter described, round three. Um, and the two guys for me are Gervin Dexter from Florida yep. Yep. Uh, and Zach Pickens from South Carolina. And not because he's called Zach. I just think he's a really good player. <laughs> <laughs> so those two guys, in terms of probability, I think are probably the most, the highest odds that I've got in terms of being a future packer. Um, so round three would be the sweet spot for those two. Carl uh, Brooks, the, the guy Peter referenced there, Bowling Green was my third choice. He's a different type of D-line to them. Um, and I sort of paired him up with the guy from Northwestern, who, again, he's, I had him sort of compared to Dayton Jones um, in terms of a tweener type, was the guy out of Bawari, is it, Peter, from Northwestern? Yeah. So him and Carl Brooks, I think, you get a different type of D-lineman, um, slightly sort of leaner, if you like, uh, a bit more of a slasher type and a bit more somebody you could move around. Um, but the two guys, uh, Dexter and Pickens, were... Two names to look out for. I really, I feel really good about both of those players. Um, I think the likes of uh, Clancy and Maisie Smith. I think they'll be perfect fits, but just not for the Packers. And um, that's my. I don't think Carter drops, uh, and Benton is probably another option. But we might have to pay slightly richer for that. Maybe it's round two. Um, and given the team needs, I was more keen on the guys probably further down in round three. Yeah, and I tell you what, lads, like linebacker is an intriguing one for the Packers because, you know, with the amount of um, sort of defensive packages that they play now, and there was always that question, 3-4-4-3, three, four, four, three, um, and we're sure. sort of told that stuff doesn't matter. Pete, when we look at linebackers uh, in this draft, is do you see it, A, as, as a Packers need, um, and then B, is there anyone in this draft then that you think just absolutely fits the bill for the for the Packers? So, so it's not a, it's not a huge need for the for the Packers. You know, certainly you've got the you've got the two starting guys. You know, last year's number one pick, and and Devondre Campbell, um, uh, Quay Walker. I meant and and Devondre Campbell when I said last year's number one pick. So Walker, so Walker and Campbell as your starters. Um, so so straight away you're not looking for a guy that's that's going to be your next starter at that position. Mm. And, and I think for the Packers, you know, they've got. Isaiah McDuffie on the roster. They've got Eric Wilson on the roster. I think that for the Packers, the, the ideal pick is a guy that l- later in the draft that can come in and play some special teams. Right? And I and I think that this isn't the special teams podcast, but I think that the the, the Packers have, have started to make a shift at, at special teams by by looking at guys say from forty on the roster upwards who are more special teams guys than they are positional players. Yeah. So, you know, your fourth inside linebacker, maybe your sixth wide receiver, your fourth tight end, those guys who are not going to spend a lot of time on the field at their specialized position and actually going to spend more time playing special team. Mm. So I think that there's been a, been a shift 
for the Packers. And I think that's particularly adept or particularly important at this position because I think the Packers will pick a guy late in the draft who, yes, would do a job on defense, but they're picking him as much as a special teams guy um, as um, you know, as an inside linebacker to play on, to play on defense. Yeah, I mean, Rich Passaccia being elevated to what assistant head coach? Um, yeah, you know, and again, he did take over that sort of head coach role with the Raiders. Um, you know, when Gruden was shown the door, Andy, I guess you're under the same opinion, right? That these guys they're going to be plugged in fairly, fairly soon on the likes of special teams because that is an area of need for the Packers, obviously, and that's probably where an awful lot of these guys lend themselves some great value. Yeah, two things, isn't it? I mean, firstly, it was a massive investment in the inside linebacker position last year in Key Walker, wasn't it? Now he needs yep. to learn to stay on the field. So that's yep. the first thing. You know, otherwise we're going to be looking for a regular sub who can come in and out every time he gets ejected. So he needs to learn. I think the potential's there for all to see. The athletic ability's there for all to see. We just need him to to grow up a little bit mentally now, yeah. don't we, and make that sort of jump to, to year two. Um, so I, I can't see any sort of significant investment in, in linebacker. But I do think Peter's right, and certainly with the the, the sort of um, promotion of, of uh, the special teams coordinator, you're going to see a greater emphasis on that, aren't you? And um, the players I've looked at at the bottom of the draft have all been with a, you know, um, speed being key, because I think that's what separates the great special teams units from the from the average ones. Um, and for that reason, I had, had three guys. I think all will be available on day three. Uh, Dorian Williams was the first one. He's my um, preference from Tulane. The guy from Western Michigan, Zaya Barnes, and the guy from Arizona State, which was Kyle Soelli. And those were the three names that I, I like the look of the most. Um, be interesting to see. But I do think we will go down that road. I'm not enamoured with the depth on the current roster at the minute. I know that there's special teams value there, but I think there's... Um, it could do with an upgrade. It really could. Um, and then those three players in particular, I think you've got potential to see, you know, I think they could hit the field um, on defence as well as special teams. Yeah. Good value. Good value as well. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with those picks. I mean, you know, if you go to the top of the draft, it's quite possible that no linebackers go in the in the first round anyway, right? So Trenton Simpson out of Clemson is probably the number one guy, end of first round, early second round guy. Um, Jack Campbell out of Iowa. The, the next guy, yeah. Diane Henley out of Washington State, is a really, <laughs> interest, really interesting player. I right? loved so, his interviews. I think he's great fun, isn't he? He's a Jamal yeah. Williams. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 As entertaining. And, <laughs> you know, a very upbeat, big character type guy. Yeah, who really like him? Who, who's who's a, who's a good athlete and is a guy that's on the on the rise. You think there's a there's a, there's an upside there, but he's going in round two or round three, and I think that. Yeah, way too rich, rich for, where the, for where the Packers want to want to go in this draft. So I like Andy's three. The one that I would add to that list is a little bit small, a little bit undersized, um, but it's been a multi-year starter in, in college, could play special teams, is the guy out of Pittsburgh, Savossier Dennis. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's just a name out, out there that could be on the board late, late, late in the draft. Yeah, it's always interesting. You know what? And this is why I enjoy the one that we're going to do Wednesday an awful lot because it's it's digging into those players, the sort of sleeper picks and stuff like that. So I guess, you know, as we sort of round out the podcast with the big news of Aaron Rodgers' trade to the Jets, um, Andy, is there anybody that we failed to mention on the defensive side of the ball that you looked at and said, watch out for this name because if we get him, he's going to be a damn good player? No, I think I'm more offensive-centric this year. Um, I really think that the 
what will define this year's draft for us will be who we are offensively. I think what we've just picked up in terms of the trade now puts us in a superb position mm. to get really dreamy um, and really sexy with it. <laughs> really sexy and dreamy. And we've, yeah. but we've never really been in that position, have we? As long as you know, Rogers has been the QB. We've joked year in year out about our you know priorities and how we've ignored the wide receiver position and all that. I get all that, but I think there's going to be a. A, a twist in the tail to this script and I think that it's a real possibility now that JSN goes in round one and, I, and I'd love to see us double dip at the tight end and, and I'd love to see get Washington and I think all of a sudden on, on paper and I know games aren't won and lost on paper but on paper over the next few years that gives you quite a scary set of ingredients to play with and um, that's what I'd like to see Yeah I, 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 absolutely and, and I think that Getting that extra second round pick this year just, just gives you so much more flexibility in the draft. So you can trade up now from 13 if you wanted to. You can you can you can package those two second round picks that the Packers have got and get into probably the middle of the you know round pick 20 or so. You know, off the top of my head, I think 42 and 45 would get you to maybe pick 18. If you wanted to have a second round and a second first round pick, I wouldn't do that. I would want more guys rather than yeah. less guys. Um, but it gives them that flexibility. If they traded down in the first round and picked up another second round pick, you know, you could end up with a first rounder and three second rounders. That yeah. kind of thing. I think they've got loads of flexibility now. So I think, yeah, I think that's that's um, that's really exciting and and. Yeah, I, I can't off the top of my head, Steve. I can't think of a guy that we haven't mentioned on on defense, one way or another, that kind of excites me. I might, I might think of one between now and Wednesday, but I, uh, I I think we've mentioned all of the all of the big names and yeah. Well, there's a homework assignment, boys. We do have a really super sort of uh, it's more zany episode really on Wednesday when we talk about special teams and the sleeper pick. How can we be more zany than having the number one super guy episode, Hong Hong <laughs> Fui? I mean, <laughs> it will. This episode will always be the Hong Kong Fui episode because yeah. nobody else will have mentioned it. No. Probably not. I mean, you've heard it here first, but I'm not talking about the Rogers trade. I'm talking about Hong Kong food. I'm gonna have to go get some sound bites now, lads. Go into the... Does he play? Does he play special teams? Do we Might know? Do. Might do. If he does, Rich Versace will uh, whip him into shape. That's for sure. But um, look, lads. So what we'll do is, is uh, we'll close it out there with the big news. Um, we'll also come back on Wednesday. We might have some more to say about the Aaron Rodgers trade because more stuff will sort of wash out. Hopefully, Rogers goes on and enlightens us all on some sort of Pat McAfee show performance um, as well. That might sort of um, give us some more insight but look these two lads really 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 know their stuff uh, they've been in from the ground floor Peter the draft guide is absolutely fantastic at the IT Hedgehog um, which is a good follow around draft time and throughout the year and that goes the same for at Pooley Shrew which is Andy Davies ex-professional footballer and um, yeah it's just brilliant to have his on lads so I really appreciate it but until look I'll be talking to you on Wednesday which is in two days time it's go pack go go pack go